Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was Rad. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I am Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America built a wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, so, um, what, what happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. And we are back. This was This Was Rad Podcast, podcast where two guys watch movies from the 80s, tell you if they're still rad. As always, I am Paul. I am Greg. And, um, and uh, man, we still do this. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's not how often. It's just that we do it, you know? It's, it's quality over quantity, they say. That's right. So we try to bring the ha-has as they say. Doing our best. Doing our best. And uh, this time, uh, so first of all, um, you would have listened to, hopefully, uh, Friday the 13th, part four. Um, Greg and I decided that, man, the Freddies and the Jason movies, they were just going downhill real fast. And so we're going to skip Freddy for this year. Maybe we'll do it next year. Instead, we wanted to do a real horror movie that people, you know, uh, clamored and climbed over the, uh, the proverbial wall to see for us or uh more importantly went on twitter filled out a poll and uh the top choice came up to be what greg uh well i'm sure everyone was able to guess by the sweet sweet intro we had to the the sweet sounds of sugar ray uh, yes taking us back to the the late 90s with fly it was of course 1986's the fly uh damn greg okay if we're gonna uh, we got two choices here we could go with Sugar Ray's The Fly, or, or Fly. Um, I was thinking we could close the show out with More Human Than Human. Ooh, I let's do both. Both? We, we did both, is what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's right. Um, so yeah, yeah, Sugar Ray, uh, 97. There we go. So I was right, the, uh, the, the mid-90s. Uh, I believe oh, More Human Than Human came out in 96 or 97, right? Yeah, because he's still white zombie at that point, right? He was, yes, they were still white zombie. So, yeah, yeah, you're right in there. <laughs> All right. 80s podcast right. doing 90s music. We, yep. you watch the, That's uh, how it works. If there was an 80s song with Fly in the title and one doesn't exist, we would have used that one. Now, you also watched the 1956 version of this movie, right? Well, to get ready for the, the 86 version, of course, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be awkward. <laughs> oh, you just watched the uh, the Vincent Price version. I did. I did. 
with the with giant fly head. special effects. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, of course, we watched the 1986 version of The Fly starring Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, and directed by, uh, this is the third movie he's done? David Cronenberg? Well, yep, yep, yep. For us, we we did uh, my personal favorite, Videodrome, and uh, The Dead Zone. Yes. Okay. So, um, very much his style of movie, if I were to say. This might be the, certainly the one with the mass appeal. It's like the most Cronenberg film okay. that he that he is kind of known for it it, it certainly it it had the most sort of you know videodrome had already come out dead zone had already come out and then the fly came out so it's you know he's he's made a name for himself already yeah i i feel like videodrome and this movie are very much i, I mean if there was any connection i'd almost say, say the shared shared universe i mean the style the the graphics the special effects they're they're all very much the same i think the dead zone was you know more of a different type of movie than this one but videodrome in this one like within the first 10 minutes it just feels like a cronenberg film like what i've always been kind of thought of with this kind of style from the from the 80s there so um, yeah i kind of liked it uh as far as um as far as his style and, and just recognizing that um, right right away Greg, um, speaking of, what do you remember about The Fly? Uh, the Fly is one of the few films we've watched that I own. I went out and bought this movie uh, years ago. Got a nice Blu-ray version of it. Um, Videodrome, I think, being the... And Akira are the only other films that we've covered that I actually own. That I actually went out and bought a copy uh, of. Yeah, now Videodrome and Akira, you went out and bought for the podcast. For the podcast, yes. yes. The Fly, I, I already owned. Robocop, I also own the, the Criterion X-rated version of Robocop. Um, anyway... Uh, this movie has uh, always been a real, real high bar, I'd, I'd say, as far as 80s horror movies go. It's, it doesn't, it, this is, this is great because Cronenberg, what I remember about this movie is that it's so different because you're, you're in 86 when this came out. So you're in the middle of Jason Fever, Freddy Fever, Michael Myers is still may, uh, still around. You know, there are all these movies, and, and you've got uh, The Fly, which is kind of like a real personal, scary movie. Mm -hmm. And it's gross beyond belief. So I remember, uh, let's see, we'll just go through the highlights. Uh, we got a compound fracture yeah. uh, for arm wrestling. We've got uh, Jeff Goldblum's amazing makeup as, as things go on. We've got those pods, those iconic two pods yes, yes. that have shown up in so many things after this. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, those, those really, really, really left a mark. I remember uh, him puking on a guy's hand and an ankle. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, giving birth to a giant maggot. Okay, yes, that's, um, a, that's a scene we'll be discussing. And the explosive ending. Um, yeah, and I will always remember that he has baboons that he experiments on, and we'll talk about that later. We're definitely going to explore that Because one. I've got a lot of questions, but yeah. what about you, Paul? Yeah. What do you uh, so this is a movie that I think I've only seen once or twice, and, and, and honestly, I'll tell you right now, it's bits and pieces, um, because this is a movie, again, horror, not really my thing in general, but... Um, this one was a little bit, I remember being a little bit more realistic 
in the horror um, genre as far as like what it portrays. Some of the stuff that I remember is really a lot of the early stuff. Um, you know, when he's um, first doing uh, the, you know, he first transports like her stocking and then um, eventually himself. Um, I always remember um, his, uh, his uh, escalated virility um, because he does go to that bar and, uh, and does the over the top uh, mode. Right. You know? And then as far as like some of the, the, the later stuff, uh, yeah, I kind of phase a lot of that out. Uh, <laughs> once he kind of looks like uh, the elephant man is really where I tend to tap out on that film. So it, a lot of it was kind of, um, you know, I, I'd seen parts of it, but not all of it. Uh, so I didn't know it as well as you do. I definitely don't own this film. I had to rent it um, like we had so many other movies. But um, so it'll be interesting to kind of go through and, and kind of get to the end here. But yeah, I, I, I know it's I know Cronenberg and the Criterion Collection and all that. I think this is a video, another filmophile movie that you're going to give me a lot of uh, tidbits of knowledge on. Um, in, in between, um, uh, abortion scenes and, and inside out monkeys. So why don't we just kick it off, Greg, <laughs> get right into the fly. And this has one of the oddest openings after the credits, I after the opening credits, forget how this opens. <laughs> it just, it just... It's like, boom, you're at a party. <laughs> We're just going to go right now. Now I, uh. I will. I do want to just say a few things about about Cronenberg, kind yes, of in please, general, please. before we start out. Uh, one is that this film does not have a Criterion release, which I've always found interesting. Um, Cronenberg's got uh, Videodrome, Scanners, Naked Lunch, Dead Ringers, and The Brood. He's got five movies in there, and uh, Cronenberg, his movies always need to have hard science in them. He doesn't like vampires. He doesn't like werewolves. He doesn't like mystic stuff. He likes stuff that is grounded. To him, that is scarier than a, you know, creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. It's it's uh, every movie he's ever made has had a very, and we're going to use the term loose here, grounding in reality. Sure. You mean, wait that's, a second. You mean he doesn't have science like uh, like that movie, The Core? Uh, yeah, where shockingly. they just uh, um, <laughs> where they make it up as the actors are talking. I'm uh, I am convinced. Uh, some anyone who knew science was barred from the production. From I the feel like that's they what they were happened. like. You get out. Did you graduate high school? Get out. Get the hell out of here. Do you know what PB stands for? Yeah, that's peanut butter. That's plumum. That's lead. Out. out. Get out. Uh, I'm the key grip. Yeah, we know. Out. Yeah, we'll get another one. <laughs> out. File a grievance with the union. On this movie set, we don't know science. No, lasers, no. rock, they, they destroy the rock, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's absolutely how lasers Sure work. does. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, nuclear bomb will kickstart the core. Of course it will. Cuts into Jeff Goldblum, and he says, oh no, this is going to change the world. And I just thought, adult diapers? That would change the world. I, I think those already exist. I mean... But in 1986, what do I know? in 1986, those had to have been a thing. You think so? Yeah. Did they? Did, do you think people depended on them? That is way better than anything I was going to make joke wise. <laughs> I'm just going to. I'm just going to let that breathe because golf clap. Golf clap. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then he attempts to pick up Gina Davis by talking about his cappuccino m machine, which I guess was it worked. I mean, he gets her there. Um, but essentially, it, it, it must be some sort of, like, scientist industry party 
and Jeff Goldblum tries to pick up Gina Davis um, and says, I, I have this ground-breaking, earth-shattering technology or thing that you, you just have to come back and see. Um, and then he goes back and he shows her, um, you know, basically that he has a teleportation machine. It can transfer matter from one pod, which look rad as hell. Oh, super I rad. I have to say, it looks great. Um, and from one pod to the next. And and there's a really great character moment where he's uh, Gina Davis is driving him back to his loft and he's getting like car sick. Yes. And and I thought that was just a really nice little character moment where it's like, oh yeah, that's that's of course that's why he's obsessed with teleportation. Because he does. Because he gets like air sick, he gets car sick, he just he gets motion sick, and this would completely eliminate that. That's kind of a nice little character move. Well, I like it. Okay, Greg. Question for you: What little thing that annoys you do you think would drive you? To create an entirely new science. To become a supervillain that eradicates like 90% of, of, of whatever that, is. that I run across. Yeah. I don't think I like this line of questioning. <laughs> I'm not going to answer this. No, come on, Elon. Dragged no, 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 Elon. For, tell me war why, why bothers you. <laughs> In front of the Hague. I don't, I don't, I don't deserve this. Um, well, okay, serious, serious, serious answers. What really bothers me? I'll say um, when you buy bread and it goes bad in like three days. Have you ever had that happen? Oh, plenty of times. You buy a loaf of bread and you're like, oh, this is good for like the week, probably even the weekend. And then two days later, you're like, it's, this is moldy. I've made one what? sandwich. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? And so I guess it would be make unmoldy bread. I'm not going to go to school for 15 years to get a science degree to not make, to make bread that doesn't mold. Oh. I'm not going to do that. It's not going to happen. Okay. I mean, but it's worthwhile, though. I mean, think of think I'll of say, what you could do. Um, I was I was trying to come up with like a like a quippy response about podcasts, but I, I couldn't. I could. I would just level everything so that everything is two feet off the ground because I'm afraid. Oh, of I ice. like you're afraid of ice. So <laughs> my my dream would just be to make a machine that shrinks everything to within two inches. I I want a machine that uh, raises my credit score. There we go. How's that? Oh, they they have that. It's responsibility. No, no, no. I want a machine. Okay. They also have that. It's called a laptop. <laughs> get to work. Got to get got to get in the deep web. I got to yeah. figure this out. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, so he goes there so he's got her at the the thing and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me and, and and what is Gina Davis's thing? Like she comes across as I'm just here to kind of see what his spooky apartment has. The, as she's walking up, it already looks like she's never going to see another morning. Right I, now, I, yeah, she's she's definitely getting creeper vibes when they pull into like an alley and it's like an abandoned mill. Right, and she's like, "Uh, Gina Davis not showing great decision making in this no. film." No. Also, also, what was he thinking? He meets he meets a journalist at a party. He knows she's a journalist, and he says, "Come on back. I'm going to show you something to change the world." And she sees it, and she's like, "Oh man, this is amazing!" And she starts the old the old tape recorder puts it in her pocket now and and he's like she's like so tell me all about it and then the tape runs out of space and you hear the click as it stops she pulls it out to flip it over and he's like what are you doing and she's like oh it's for the story and he's like you can't tell anyone and she's like but i'm a journalist and you brought me back to your apartment and showed me this and he's like but you can't tell anyone and i'm like buddy 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 this this is your problem. You made a giant mistake here. Now, I have an all-encompassing theory that I'll get to at the very end, because we have to get through all the different parts, and I do have okay. something that puts it all together, and I hope you're with me on this, okay? All right, but all right. 
But in, in that instance, though, because of the way the movie cuts in, we never, we as an audience never find out she's a journalist. And he does say, I didn't know that's what you did. And she goes, no, she, she tells him up front because she goes, I have to interview three other people before I leave this party. She straight up tells oh, him. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. I'm with Jeff Goldblum. She never said anything. <laughs> no, right. Again, team, I'll bring it together Goldblum. at the end for you. <laughs> All right. Great. Okay. okay. We're laying the track. So anyway, so he, he, he takes her stocking, teleports it. She's like, oh, my God, you need to tell everybody. And he's like, no, you can't. You, I mean, literally, you can't tell anybody. This is, this is my life's work. And and then I like how he tw- twists it. Oh, um, I oh, you know what? I haven't finished, figured out the secret sauce yet. What's that? Transporting humans. Why is her next reaction? No, no, no. But you don't understand. We could teleport truckloads of materials yeah everywhere that's all you've got like the shipping industry is gone now it's like (laughs) it's like you (laughs) we can figure out the human thing later let's just get why don't we just go ahead and get sony walkmans from japan to america in a minute Like, like, literally, let's let's keep it in the 80s. Every Toys R Us can just have one of these things and just tools <laughs> right. will just pop out of it from headquarters. I mean, chimneys. And so, I, I mean, I kind of, I guess. I mean, wouldn't, I yeah, wouldn't, why, wouldn't the U.S. But... government just been, wouldn't the U.S. government have just been like, yeah, but we can put, like, guns in there? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, the guns are fine. Yeah, okay, well, well uh, how much are they? They're a billion dollars each. Yeah, we'll take a hundred. <laughs> right. Right. We'll make that profit. The back guns work. In a yeah, no, the guns the guns work fine. Yeah, fine. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. A bill we'll we'll take we'll take a hundred of them at a billion apiece. Yeah. Yeah. It'll trickle down. It's just it yeah. But I mean, hey, you know what? She she still goes to her editor, who by the way, this guy, man, what oh, an he's arc he has. What <laughs> what a great he's uh is played by the fantastic John Getz. Yes. I love his character because he is just such like a slimy, like 80s corporate character. He's so good. But he has an arc to him, but that by he d- the he end He does have a little arc. At the end you almost feel bad for him. Almost, almost. That's what I love about it. You gotta remember, he's still a creep. But yeah, so she goes to him and, and starts telling him about him. Uh, about this story, right? And he kind of blows it off as, oh no, he's a magician. It's a trick. Right, it's got to be right. something which, like which, that. Which I'm, I'm shocked that Gina Davis didn't think that. Because like, I don't, I, f- I feel like that's like what everyone would believe. They'd just be like, this is like a scam. You have like a, you have like a tube in the bottom and a tube over, like it sucks it up and brings it to the so other thing. I, the reason why I don't think she does is because when he starts talking about how he got the funding, how he put it all together, all the design stuff. And that's what I think the editor, he doesn't get, is she kind of like, if it was a magic trick, what's the payoff for him? Because she leaves at the end and he doesn't get well, anything. The, the so, payoff is, the payoff is he's been providing them fake receipts and he's just keeping all the money. I mean, okay. Now, what do you think of on, that? Paul, this <laughs> okay. is a classic con man move. Okay. Um, so. Let me think about this for a second. You're hey, telling Paul, me. You know, how, you know how you and me had a conversation and we said that our get rich quick scheme was podcasting? Yeah. Maybe it should be defrauding science. <laughs> Maybe we also should come up with some way to teleport something. Teleport. And then this, tell but, nobody about it. But this is going to be one of those things where when we look at how much work it would take to actually con someone, 
we would give up immediately. I don't we even know go, where. I don't even know who to nope. contact to get a plastic injected mold of a pod. I, it just, yeah, it's unfathomable to me. Hello, uh, Pen and Teller. Uh, <laughs> yes, I need one magic trick, please. <laughs> that expensive. Uh, I'll get back to. You. Think about that. If they did this, if they did the fly in 2018, he could go on that show. Pen and Teller's fool us, and he could win one He'd of the F trophies. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Damn. So close. Missed opportunity. Every we, time. We, we, yeah. Yep. Oof. Anyway. So anyway, he goes ahead and um, Jeff Goldblum I, shows up and they which start Which I talking. love because now now the editor is like, hey, wait a minute. If this guy was scamming, he wouldn't like show up here. And, right. And so I love that, that that's, that's, a, that's a cool story beat. Yeah. And um, so Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis, uh, who, interestingly enough, were actually dating when this movie was going on. That's oh, really? Weird. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, Massachusetts own Gina Davis. Yes. Um, yeah. she, uh, she, she goes with him to eat and he says, okay, look, I know you want to get all this information out. How does this sound? You write a book and I'll just let you come every day and figure out and, and, and like document the whole process. And then when it's finally ready, when I teleport myself, yep. we'll, you can break the whole story. You'll have unfettered access You'll be there. You'll be the person who saw everything. You'll be ready to roll. That's right. And so um, what he does is uh, he goes, um, they go back. Um, now, there's a couple different scenes here. There's another scene with creepy de- with the creepy editor ex-boyfriend thing. All we need but to anyway. know is that that guy is a creep and he was dating Gina Davis, but they're no longer an yeah. item. But that guy clearly does not understand boundaries. No, you know what? And let me tell you, Greg. So I wanted to bring this up just in the context of him. I tried to defend the 80s and the way the portrayal of men and women are back then because it's a different time. And I know people hate that idea, but it well, was. No, there's, there's it was a lot a of truth to the, the, the portrayal of things back then just was different. Right. Not this guy. This guy clicks every despicable button for me in the book. Like, he goes there and he goes, oh, no, I, I got a key. And she goes, give me the key. And he just goes, no. And walks no, out, <laughs> and I'm like, "What? Yeah. The f- what? <laughs> what? That's, that's not how this works. It's not how society what? works." <laughs> I was like flabbergasted at that one. I'm like, "Look, I defend a lot of stuff that went on in the '80s, but man, <laughs> what? I was blown this guy, away by that guy." Yeah, this guy and uh, that that jerk uh, Judge Reinhold from uh, Gremlins <laughs> yes. need, need, need to start a club. What was his name? Mitch? Yeah, was Mitch. That, that, <laughs> oh, Mitch. Mitch! That's right! We talked about that guy. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> they're in that, they can, they're they members can, only. Yeah, yeah. They can, they can talk about their, their basic and premium cable channels. Right, right. Well, this uh, uh, gets uh, uh, Slain, Slain, Slotin, whatever his name is in the movie. I do not know what he he's drive, in the movie. I, he does drive they a say Maserati. It a bunch of times. Uh, he drives right. a Maserati yes. of, uh, in the not in the eighties. That's like huge. Right. Right. So. Now I actually, you know, it's funny you mention that because um, I I live in an area uh that is I I do not own a house here. I I, I rent a house, but this is where I am not very far from where very 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 rich people live. Sure. So I see a lot of cars commuting in the morning and. Uh, I see Maseratis now regularly, but then I looked it up and I found out that the Maserati makes like a thirty to like forty thousand dollar car now, and I'm like, oh well, 
Now it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it would have to depend on which one it is. But anyway, but, yeah. But I thought, I thought Maserati was like Ferrari, where it's like even the cheapest base level is way beyond the means of a normal person. Yeah. And apparently Maserati was like, no, you know what? We kind of need money, so we're going to start making some cheaper models. Uh, I think a Porsche Cayenne is 45 That is insane. Because, yeah. I mean, like, you can get, like, a Honda Accord for that amount of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, so he goes back and uh, now um, he wants to show her, which he knows this. He knows what's going to happen. Because when they're eating burgers, she goes, well, what happens when you transport something living? He goes, it's worse than this burger. Right. And he still goes, but I have a baboon. Where did this guy get a baboon? Okay, not only did he have a baboon, he has two of them. Two of I them. can only <laughs> assume he used to have three Siblings. of them. Siblings, no less. Yeah, right. As we later find out. Maybe yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here, uh, 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 money-wise. Maybe start with a mouse. <laughs> I can get you a mouse for like five bucks at a pet store. Yeah. A baboon, I'm going to assume, is like way more expensive. You know, and then once the mouse works, then maybe you go up to like, uh, I don't know, a bunny. We'll, no, go, we'll go bunny. I think it's more like this. It's like when you're filling out like an expense report. Right? And you're like, well, I mean, I definitely need this. I need this. I, I mean, I don't think they'll approve this, but if I, you know, if I don't put it on there. So he must have been like, okay, uh, 14 capacitors, uh, two megawatt joule uh, inductors, uh, three baboons. And then a crate showed up. And <laughs> he just has to go, well, hot damn. They sent me three baboons. <laughs> they sent me the baboons. <laughs> Damn it. They didn't give me my capacitors, though. Do you want to know what a baboon Cost? costs? Right now, if you and I were to were to <laughs> call Where? and say, yes, yes, uh, this was Rad Laboratories needs some baboons. How much would we be charged? First of all, this is a legitimate site. You didn't have to, like, type in special codes to get to a part of the Internet we're not supposed to be on, right? I'm I'm not going to talk about where I get my information. Before. Very well then. I don't know. I don't answer questions. Uh, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go in the. Uh, I'm going to say people would think it's in the uh, like tens of thousands, but I'm going to I'm going to guess twelve hundred dollars, thirty five hundred dollars for baboons. A little over triple my 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 expense, but now far if less you went you with, think. we could save money by going with lemurs. Fifteen hundred bucks. Okay. What about? Or we uh, could go. We could go with the Maserati and go with the Spider Monkey, which is six thousand dollars. Okay. What about a Capuchin Monkey? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. He had some kind of deal where he gave the suppliers <laughs> cappuccino every time they showed up. And no, no, no. A Capuchin Monkey. Itself. That's the the monkey from Friends. Oh, oh, Ross's monkey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. I don't know. There's, there's, they're, they're not listed. I'm sure they're expensive do you want that actual monkey from friends because that one's gonna be real expensive <laughs> no 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 i know i don't want i think he's dead might be uh monkeys okay. live a long time but the little ones probably don't yeah i don't know that was actually a problem with chimpanzees they were you know how like in the 50s they were like a big deal oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Were used yeah. In tons and of then movies. they live like 60 years well, yeah that's a problem they live like almost as long as a yeah. person did and they go insane when they get old yeah they do they, they get like a former like dementia or something and yeah crazy. and then they rip off a face Right, yeah, but that's the other thing is they're stronger than, like, way stronger than a person. Yeah. Though. So, anyway, he puts a baboon in, and I gotta tell you, this is the first... There's only two scenes in this whole movie that I cringed at when they first happened. 
One of them is just something that always, always, always gets to me. But the first one is this baboon when they show it in the, the machine and it's clearly inside out. Yeah. And screaming. I do got to say that when it first shoves its paw against the glass, I, it jump scared me. I, I got it. Oh, it's a gr- it's a great scare. And this is Cronenberg being Cronenberg here. Uh, the level of grossness is to a degree I don't think anyone else rivals. No, it was really good. So the monkey, uh, the baboon is inside out. And then and and, and like he he did it like just to show her that it would happen because he told yeah, her ahead of time. I know. So, However, again, Seth, use a mouse. But again, don't start with the baboon. But here's why it works, because the next scene after that, they're doing the uh, they're showing uh, mutual respect in a in a personal manner. Expressing their love in a physical manner, as yes. I'm so I'm fond sorry, of saying I can never remember exactly how you say it, but I'm glad you do. I'm glad we have a euphemism for, for boning. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. So, well, you know what? From now on, why don't we just say <laughs> he took her to the bone zone? <laughs> we, we'll be real classy about it. <laughs> a one a one way ticket to Pound Town uh, is what happens in this film. <laughs> like an archaeologist, he raided her tomb. Oh, there we go. I like. Yeah, that's good. It, next time we do an archaeology movie, that's we got uh, Indiana out. Jones. We got one more coming. Oh, that's right. That's right, baby. Anyway, because we're we're going to do the. You mean the third and last uh, Indiana Jones film when they yes. stopped making them? Right out uh, Last Crusade. They never made another one. In really the, sad. In the eighties, yes, yes. Forever, they never made another one. <laughs> Very well, then. ever. Okay. Under any circumstances. Oh, buddy. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So nope. I gotta live my life the way I live my life because oh, I got no. I, no excuses. So the reason I bring it up is because it's the it's so weird. They're they're in bed and she's like licking his nipple and suddenly goes, "That's it." No, he like rolls over <laughs> on a microchip. Yeah, yeah. First reason. he does that. Like well, weird. I keep I keep random microchips in my bed as well. Well, it, it, I mean, it was the '80s. Remember, you just buy them by the handful right. out of a barrel. You just head on down to Radio Shack. Just, you, I mean, everyone had so many microchips. Is that one around. of those exchangeable microchips from Real Genius that you know just everybody has? Yep, it's 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 one of the ones from Toy Soldiers. Yep. That it's just right. it, the color does not matter. It's they're all the same. It just get them out of a barrel. It does not matter. Um, so he he figures out. He figures out <laughs> I pic- that I'm sorry. I do picture in the eighties just buckets of parts at a like a radio shack. Radio like, shack, yeah. Like when you used to go to the mall and you go to that candy stand, they just right. had, had the scoop. The scoop and the barrel. Yeah, and, and you paid by the pound. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Didn't we have I a whole that. bit about being dumb kids and getting the grab bag and being really angry when you figured yes, out that the did. grab bag was all the crap no one wanted? Yes, we did. Anyway, so- so he figures out that, oh, it's the, the computer that's doing all the work can't understand the skin. It doesn't know what it's doing, and it's trying to, it's giving it its interpretation of, like, yeah, what skin now, is. It doesn't quite know what it is. And, and he, he does he does a test with steak. Yes. Now, um, he says at one point, because he, he, ta- he takes the stuck steak and he tra- teleports it. What's interesting is the steak is looks like steak, apparently, when it comes out. It's not inside out or or mis put together, which is he also teleported it with a plate, and yeah, it I didn't know. try to jam the plate and the steak together. Right, exactly, and that would have been a cool foreshadowing moment. Yes, well, you know, but what? they didn't do it. Cronenberg, real science. 
You missed one, buddy. Um, yeah. But what do you know, Cronenberg? <laughs> but at one point, you know, a billion dollar director at this point. So he has Gina Davis taste it. And she goes, oh, yeah, it tastes synthetic. And then he goes, that's when he has his revelation that it's trying to create the meat or the that molecular structure. And it doesn't know why. But he does say um, it's not it doesn't understand the poetry of the steak to which I was inspired, Greg, to write oh, a poem. Is, is, is there a haiku coming? It's not a haiku, but it's a work in progress. I just want to oh, test I love it out it. on Oh, lay it. Lay okay. it on me. Let's, so, uh, let's put in some sound effects of some beatniks snapping as you make your way to this microphone at our poetry, <laughs> at the This Was Rad uh, first annual poetry slam. Yep, yep. Put in a sick bass line, okay. nice walking bass line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay. Everybody, let's give it up. Oh, what's your what's your poetry name, Paul? Oh, oh, uh, it's going to be uh, Black H. Ooh, nice. I love it. Here's, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Black H. Oh, Salisbury, ground beef of cow, sirloin, marbled, flesh of wow. I long for Kobe, succulent New York strip, grade A delicious, prime rib upon my lip. Thank you. I think, and that's a work in progress, you said. <laughs> that's a work in progress. It's just a that's, taste, as they say. All the- I can say is when they look back at the greats, <laughs> they will remember this day. When they said, well, yes, of course, you can look to Keats. You can, you can look to Homer. You can even look to Walt Whitman if that's who you're into. But Harvey, uh, Black H. Black H. When Black H came on the scene, <laughs> he threw the rules in a garbage can and wrote new ones. And my God, are we glad that happened? Oh my gosh! I I had to pause the movie to to write that, but it, I, I, the poetry of the steak. I'm like, wow, I can't let that one go. When the inspiration hits you, when the muse comes upon you, what do you what do you tell the muse to come back in an hour? No, no. no. You you get on, you gotta get on top of that. Yeah. Uh, you pull your car over and you write it down. It doesn't matter if you're on the freeway. Uh, so now we kind of see a, a, a whole bunch of like pseudosciency experiment writing stuff. We try to like get figure a, it out. We get a montage. Yeah, He's at yeah, the computer. Yeah. A whole bunch He's of doing stuff, stuff over and over again. Um, but eventually he, he has baboon number three. We've agreed he has he's had three baboons. But this is at at least at three. least <laughs> that is true. At least this may be like a fourth set of baboons. Um, but he does put the baboon in, and the baboon makes it through okay, no problems, no problems. And it's a breakthrough, and it's just amazing. And and they're just again just over the moon. And um, uh, I mean, and there's some other stuff that kind of happens in that um, between there. But essentially, uh, basically, Gina, Gina Davis's um, uh, ex-boyfriend there, the, the publisher, is getting very jealous, and he sends her a fake magazine oh, with yeah, Jeff yeah, Goldblum yeah, yeah. on the front, like, "Oh, has this man, you know, the future, you know, teleportation?" And he's like, and she's like, "I gotta, I gotta go deal with this. I, I'll be back." And he's like, "Oh, but we're celebrating." And he gets really drunk, and he goes, he looks at the baboon, and he's like, "I don't need to send you out for testing. You're fine." <laughs> well, I said I wrote this down. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, start, uh, Seth, he gets drunk. Um, he's getting really worked up. He's like, oh, she's left. She's still sleeping with her, with her ex-boyfriend. And I just said, well, Jeff is now in full neckbeard mode. Uh, Oh, big time. And he just, uh, he goes in, 
And he goes to the monkey or the baboon. He goes, you're fine. You don't need testing. And he sets everything up to do a, uh, I guess like a, a, like a camera. You could just set a timer on this thing. Um, and he gets inside the pod. And now this is one of the more famous scenes is he gets in the pod. It all teleports. He comes out in the smoke. Baboon runs up and hugs him. Um, and it's all very dramatic and kind of cool. I, I got to say, it's a pretty cool scene. That that scene that always sticks out in my head. I remember as a kid, I came upon this movie not knowing what it was. And that was the scene when Goldblum comes out and like the baboon jumps up on him. And I was like, what is this Because he's got that weird stare. Yeah, it's really, and I'm like, and I'm like, and they're like, you know, you know, I think it was probably Monster Vision or something with Joe Bob Briggs. And he was like, you know, talking about the fly. Yeah. It's like, oh, and uh, wow, wow was young Greg in for a wild ride. Because <laughs> uh, this movie gets way crazy starting right now. <laughs> so he, he wakes up, Gina Davis comes back and she basically goes to, um, I, th- I think his name's Stathis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's name? the other guy. Yep. Um. And, and, and she's like, you got to back off, stop, you know, basically, basically lays the boundaries down and he's like, okay, 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 fine, fine. You got it. I'll, I'll, yep. I'll take a back seat. Just keep me notified with what you're doing with this guy. Yep. You know, I, and, and I, I, I got the, the feeling, you tell me if you got the feeling for this too, that she's kind of playing him like, oh, don't worry. I'll keep you in the loop. I'll keep you in the loop. And then she's going to just drop the book and not actually give him any good information. You know, I, to be perfectly honest, and, and and I wrote this down a little bit later on too. You know, when she's when, when things start to go south on her and she doesn't know who to turn to. Like, I get the, the first of all, this is a short movie, ninety five minutes, um, which I was surprised at. But this is a movie. This is, and I know this. This is just a movie problem. It's not this movie. It's films in general. It's when you try to have a small cast or it's a quick movie and you can't develop a lot of different characters. It just happens that the only person we ever see her confide in or talk to or work with at all is this guy. He Yeah. So I don't think it's that. I think what what it is is they're both jockeying right to get the head story ahead of it. And yeah, so I think you're right. I think she's trying to like get ahead of the story and drop the book on him, but he could just turn around and publish what he has anyway, and it just it doesn't really their whole dynamic just doesn't make a lot of sense in a lot of, um, I don't know why it doesn't. It just feels very forced, especially by the end. I don't know. It just, it's such an odd relationship. So no, I, I didn't put a lot of thought into any time they were on screen other than this guy. Does he have an off switch? Because he has <laughs> that conversation with, okay, well, I mean, we could still have casual sex though, right? Oh yeah. Like no, this guy. <laughs> so, so, such a creep. I, 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 he's such a good actor because I hate this guy so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, so Jeff Goldblum is, uh, is like, I feel amazing, and he thinks it's the teleporter. It's like somehow like purified his body, and he's become like better. Like somehow by being like taken apart and put back together, it's just made him better. And uh, Gina Davis is not convinced and she's like you're you're acting really weird you're like hyper aggressive you're eating as much sugar as you can like get your hands on yeah yeah first of all um, that's a normal amount of sugar in coffee i'm just putting that out <laughs> well if i wanted something that tasted bitter i would just drink coffee yeah yeah i would just um i would yeah yeah i don't want that i want a milkshake and that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> right thank right. you very much with some caffeine yeah. uh yes but i i will say that this movie sets an unreasonable expectation for men in general 
um, for oh, I would a lot agree. of ways. I, uh, you and I, no matter how hard we try, we're not going to grow fly hairs out of our back. That's no, unrealistic. It's, it's just, it, as my, I've tried, I don't know how to, to use the parallel bars. I just don't. Uh, now, hold on a second here, because I would have been fine with that scene where he comes out and he starts doing all this gymnast stuff and he's like super strong with a chair, because everyone has a chair. But you're telling me conveniently there's like one half of the parallel bars in where he hangs out that is free of anything and can support his weight and the momentum he's building up. Uh, that's a bit much. For well, me. you know what it is, is the, that not building since Jim, not since Jim Cotta. Have I seen such an egregious use of convenient gymnastics? No, no, equipment. no. Um, I'm sorry, Gregory. I'm going to have to correct you. We're going to go back a long ways. Uh, I'm going to guess that the architect of this building is the same one who built the barn in Footloose. Oh, and and so his design aesthetic is to put in gymnastics bars. Oh, okay. For the eventuality that someone will want to do gymnastics, and it it it, it must be the space. same guy who who built the town in Gymkata, where there's a lot of anti-American sentiment, and also the town of Crazies. So we'll yeah, okay. You know what? Case closed. You got it. You cracked. That's you cracked it. the case That's wide it. open, and you closed it right down. I love it. So, uh, so he goes and, um, he's got all of this stamina and, and he's just wearing her out. Um, but then he starts getting super aggressive. And then finally, um, he just, he goes completely bonkers and snaps at her. And well, it's much- because he says you, you need to get teleported too. And she's like, nope, not happening. And he's like, uh, they get into an argument about it. And he's like, fine, I'll go find someone who will. Yep get teleported and so his plan is to leave with no shirt on but a jacket there is way far far too much naked goldblum in this film or is there just the right amount no no i'm going you're you're saying too much too much okay yeah at one point i see uh bloom cheeks and i was not happy (laughs) (laughs) there is a ton of male nudity in this movie uh which i i gotta say like i guess it's about time i i mean i guess in the 80s like like female nudity scenes were like all over no no no, don't get me wrong hold on i'm not saying that there shouldn't be any i just feel like there's a lot yeah no i get you i get you there's a lot even even if this was a female i feel like it's just too much Gratu- you're, you're, you're saying that much like everything else in the film it's just a little gratuitous yeah yeah i much like the film itself it's yeah gratuitous. fair enough so so he goes he challenges two guys to an arm wrestling match uh and he says hey if i beat if i beat you i'll give you a hundred bucks but if i win i get to take the uh, the lady here home with me and so of course he gets no, no, no. arm wrestling and oh, I, oh, no ahead. i love her line i'm not a hooker and then she leaves with him anyway right right Lady, yeah, lady have a moral compass and stick to it. Yeah, yeah. And so he, uh, he's he's uh, arm wrestling the dude. He breaks the guy's arm, gets the compound fracture with the bone out, and uh, brings her back to the warehouse. And I'm going to assume they just had a wild night because they're going from place to place to place. They get to his place in the morning. It's already daytime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and... at one point, yeah, at one point he shows her that he can go through the teleporter. That's his trick. That's his. That's right. his stick. Um, to to get the uh, get the ladies revving, as they were, as you might say. Well, I mean, what woman isn't really really excited about your teleportation? Oh, hold on, I'm gonna get to that at the end. Anyway, um, so yeah, so he and then that's when he starts saying, 
come on, you're going to go into the teleporter too. And that's when Gina Davis shows up again. Classic line, be afraid, be very afraid. That's uh, oft, oft repeated, uh, not oft known where it comes from. Does it really come from this movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Be afraid, be very afraid. That's any time, like, some joke movie I thought it came used from that another line. Movie. From this I thought it came from a much older movie. Uh, I'm not saying the line isn't, but, I mean, this is where a lot of... This is exactly where it would have been in 86, where people would have gotten it from. I wonder if legitimately if it's in the original. And That's a great question. I only say that because when she says it, it sounds very awkward in that scene. It, it doesn't come across very natural. It comes across very forced as a line so that's why i thought it was just interesting that if this is where it came from that you know if it came from this movie it, it just although i guess that's a way a lot of lines work schwarzenegger's you know i'll be back you know it's just in reference to i'm gonna go get my car it's not like it's it's a big dramatic scene it's just it's just an offline so i'm just gonna watch greg with i'm uh everyone keeps basically saying it's the fly huh interesting Yep, I'm just going to say case closed. There we go. So, uh, the girl saved at the last minute by Gina Davis showing up and basically kind of throwing a wet blanket on everything. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, everybody leaves, and Seth is like, all right, that's fine. I'm just going to keep living my life here. Going to live the best life. Uh, and his fingernails start falling out. Yeah, so this is... And this uh, is a scene I, I, that I have a hard time watching and in such a clean blu-ray transfer you can tell the fingers are fake as hell that does not make it any no. less uncomfortable i uh i actually <laughs> i put my notebook up in front and i just watched like a corner of the screen where like his eye was i, I can't I, this stuff close up or or, or a, anything with teeth or fingernails coming out uh, well, eyeballs. you must have had a blast in in about 30 minutes. Yeah, so the teeth thing, it happens there, too. That one wasn't as shocking because it's not like it's, he I, pulled them out one by one. I was going to say, it's also, they kind of just fall out and it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's very quick. Whereas yeah. this is like a slow, deliberate right, right. scene. And it just comes And it oh. accomplishes exactly what it's supposed to do because I didn't have to do any sit-ups today. My abs got plenty, plenty of exercise cringing as hard as I could during in this the scene. middle of dinner. Uh, oh, yeah. you were eating when you were watching this movie, you lunatic. <laughs> Most of it was fine. That was the that's, one scene. No, that's something a lunatic does. That's <laughs> no. not what a, a healthy person doesn't go. Oh, I'm just gonna just gonna sit down and watch a Cronenberg film, eat some food. No, because most of it was fine. That was the only, legitimately, that was the only scene that skeeved me out. The rest of it didn't even bother me because a, it either looks really fake or b, it's just it, it's over the top uh, horror okay, stuff. Okay, okay, you know, okay. But the fingernails, yeah, that one, I almost lost what I ate uh, when I when that was happening. So, 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 see, Greg. I'm a tougher person than you thought. You, okay, I will give you, uh, I guess I, I will give gold you, um, Can I have a gold a star? A gold clap. No, gold star. I wouldn't want a gold star. All right, all right, you get, you get both. You get a, you get a gold star. Yay! <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> so anyway, okay, let's just try to get through, uh, uh, there's a lot of this, surprisingly short movie, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Um, she goes to, so Ronnie, um, Gina Davis goes back to the creepy guy again. This is where I was like, this is your confidant. This is, this is the only person you can confide in that your life has gone to hell. And this guy is falling apart in front of your eyes. But anyway, and, um, so there's a bunch of scenes kind of where it keeps going back between Ronnie, the creep guy and, and Seth. And you just kind of keep seeing him transition 
into whatever modification the DNA that's been spliced together is doing. Um, yeah, there's there's know. there's a reveal where the computer he goes through kind of the computer logs, and this is also in that era where people were like, "Oh, we'll be able to like ask computers questions, and they'll give us answers." I, yeah, which is kind of dumb, and I don't really want to go into it. No, it's no, no. Very, it's, it's very alien esque where they're asking the ship questions and they're giving well, it answers. It, it's, it was but, very '80s computer. Yep. Very you know, much I mean, so. at one point I even wrote, I forget where it was, but at one point they talk about something like that's happening right now. And you're almost like, well, that didn't happen. So I guess we're good with that. Um, so it's a movie that it, it tries to kind of seem like it's ahead of its time. Yeah. But the computer graphics and all that, like how it puts the fly. I mean, the computer wouldn't do that. It just. It's no. Stupid. Yeah. It's it's it, it's crazy. But basically he gets confirmation that. The computer, again, as as we've already explained, isn't smart enough to think on of, on its own. Yep. When it saw two bodies and it only thought there was one, it just combined them and then put them in the other one. Right, right. Because it didn't know so, that, that there, there could be two gene sequences at once. Correct. So it kind of did its best and was like, oh, we'll just kind of put them together. Uh, so as he continues and loses more body parts, they say four weeks. So what happens is after he figures out the fly splicing thing, it like fades and fades in movies almost always denote time has passed. Yeah. And the phone rings, Gina Davis picks it up and it's, it's, it's Seth. And he's saying, I, um, you know, it's been, it's been four weeks, you know, I, I didn't want you to see me, but now I really want you to see me. Please, please come by. I, I need someone to talk to. I don't know what's happening. And we see that he is just like, he's walking with like two canes. He's, he's horribly disfigured at this point. Yeah. yeah. And he is, um, he's losing himself. Like, he he discovered that he can't eat regular food anymore. He has to eat, like, a fly eats where it, like, vomits on its food and lets it dissolve. And then he, like, slurps it up. Now, uh, question for you. Yes. Where does the food come from? Yeah, he must be getting it delivered, right? Yeah, he must, because at first you're almost like, oh, well, I mean, even if he has to wear gloves, he can at least go to the store. But, like... He always has yeah, he junk ain't. food, and it keeps piling yeah. up. Like, is he paying a neighborhood kid just to, like, drop by? I mean, and he's in, in a warehouse. It's not like right. he has neighbors. I, I, I assume he, he has to have somebody delivering the food for him. He's just using the the, the last of that corporate card money okay. <laughs> until, until it just gets cut off. Is this like, he's just like, is this like Michelangelo pizza. waiting for the pizza? Just, you know, the guys, you know, guys get the grocery yeah. bags. That's exactly right. Two twenty-two and a third. Twenty-two third. Leave it on the doorstep. <laughs> no, but right. what about my tip? <laughs> yeah. You don't get a you don't get a tip when you're late. Um, uh, so it's also at this point, his everything's like his ear falls off, just yeah, like yeah, everything's yeah, falling yeah. apart All with this guy. Um, he explains what's going on. She starts videotaping him again and showing it to uh, what's his name there. Uh, Stan, uh, uh, Stathis, whatever his name is. And, um, he's like freaked out beyond belief. And then Gina Davis says, uh, I'm pregnant and I don't know when I got pregnant. So it could have been with regular human Seth. It could have been with human fly Seth. I need this baby out of me immediately she is freaking out she says that multiple times yeah she's not gonna have it she needs it she needs it out of her immediately she has no idea what's gonna happen and 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 so the first time we go through this we we eventually find out it's a dream sequence but they With, rush uh, her david, in david cronenberg as the um uh the doctor right? yep. yep 
Yep. And uh, and what was really funny to me was again, this is your confidant, the guy who I think at any point probably comes in and watches you sleep is is the guy that you've gone to, to for help on this. And they go and 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 the scene is very weird and oddly shot, and it's like, and then all of a sudden you see that she's given birth to a giant maggot, um, which the size of that thing, how would you not know? It's bigger than I a feel like somebody would have noticed it on an on a you know an ultrasound, <laughs> right, been like, right. huh? That's kind of weird. Um, but anyway, that's why it works what, in the dream sequence. Second, it doesn't make and, any sense. And by the way, can I just say my favorite part of it is? <laughs> Cronenberg gets on top of her and he goes, "No, no, no! You can push!" And he starts shoving her stomach right. down. Like, yes, this, this isn't a ketchup dispenser. Don't, don't just do that. Down. Yeah. Well, just take take five seconds. <laughs> just what do you got? A golf on. game you're trying to get to? Just just take it back a notch. Right. And this thing is like four feet long. Like he has to have seen something by now. But he's like, "No, push! You can do." It. And he's very and he's very casual. No, you can do it. Just push. I was like, what is wrong? What is this scene about? And then when she wakes up and it's a dream, you're almost like, what What the hell was that? It's it, it's really great because we kind of feel kind of similar to how Gina Davis must feel where she's wake up and be like, what <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That dream was out of <laughs> here, man. Wow. Wow. Uh, stress. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, she's like, uh, that. Uh, yeah, needs to, it needs to get out. I'm, I can't do this anymore. And... So she goes back and she tries to, to tell Seth. T- she tries to tell him I'm pregnant. I'm I'm not going to keep it because I don't want it to be like you. I don't know what's going to happen. She can't bring herself to. I believe that at this point he's he can like crawl on the ceiling. Yeah, we've walls. seen him at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like and and he is actually now he's like no, I'm like becoming something completely different. Like he's actually starting to feel like better again. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and um I believe this is where he says, like, I'm becoming more like an insect. You have to stay away from me because I don't know what I'm going to do if you come back. Yeah. I mean, he's in full, like, prosthetic costume suit now um, yeah. when that happens. And she says, you know, she she just can't tell him what's going on. So she runs out. Um, and again, Stathis, I keep wanting to call him Stannis, but that's that's Game of Thrones. That's, that's Game of Thrones, yeah. <laughs> so Stathis is there they, and they drive away now. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before we drive away, we're not overlooking the fact that Stathis is smoking the entire time he's talking to with what he knows to be a pregnant woman and then just gets in the car with that cigar that he's smoking. I don't know why you, first of all, this is where I will defend the 80s. Very 80s thing to do. Yeah, Uh, why would we assume any different, right? But I don't think Stannis really, I mean, to be fair, she doesn't want it. He's doing her a favor. (laughs) Yeah, that's a I mean, favor. Sure. That's exactly how I would I would describe it. I as. mean, anyway, there moving so along. There's so many risks, Paul. <laughs> a lot of risks. Yeah, to smoking when someone is pregnant in the car. There's a lot to of risks to the baby. A lot of risks. So many is what you meant with smoking. Nobody yes. knows what you were talking about otherwise. <laughs> thanks to thanks to a, a, a I'm gonna assume there's like gonna be a record scratch and then kind of some like light jazz music for a couple seconds. Uh, no, I go and with then the classic uh, uh, girl from Ipanema. You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the course. go-to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, If you're familiar. Nice. Um, so, anyway. so anyway, Seth hears her tell Stathis that she's going to, uh, she wants the baby, uh, she wants an abortion, she wants it tonight. Yes. And 
Stathis has connections. He makes some phone calls, and a guy is a doctor is very confused, but he's like, "Okay, if you want to do it tonight, now not we'll do it just, tonight." Uh, from a from a legal standpoint, was Road vs. v Wade already decided by this point? I think that was in the seventies. It when that was, was okay. I know, I know that became like a state's rights thing, and not every and not every state approved of it. But it does seem like he goes to a legitimate doctor. It doesn't sound yes. like you know. It's not like you know, Doctor Flortenstein, you know, in the back of a warehouse. It's this seems like we a legitimate doctor. We also don't know where this movie takes place. I don't think anything puts it I, in a certain area. I always so guess New York just from some of the um, city shots, but you know, I don't think it really matters. I guess right. It's it's city nondescript. Yeah, city as as we're so fond of saying, city nondescript. So all of a sudden, who busts through the wall? Kool Aid Kool Aid Man style. Uh, the fly. Yep. Not uh, wearing any clothes at this point. He is. Uh, that's because uh, parts of him are in the Seth the Museum of cabinet. History, yeah. including little Seth. Yeah. R.I.P. Buddy. You were. You were. You just were too beautiful for this world. <laughs> um. <laughs> So he, um, very good, Greg. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we, uh, he grabs her and brings her back to his lair and he says like, Hey, you can't do this. Come on. That's like the only part of me that's human left. You know, don't, don't kill me. That's my humanity. Yes. And, uh, one thing that we've actually kind of forgotten to say is we, at this point, we see that he has figured out that if he puts himself with another person, he might be able to become more human again and you know that's what he's setting up yeah you know if 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 he's in a pod and another person's in a pod he might be able to actually get the get the fly out his body is kind of gone at that point but the human parts of him and whatever human is in there will get put together and the fly part will will remain yeah it's almost like a a science it's almost like a sci-fi version of of conception at that point is what it seemed mm, like yes, to me, right? Yes. Where you're going to take two people's DNAs, combine them, they will make a a third person, or in this case, um, whatever the hell the baby was going to be, because he's like, oh no, they'll we'll all be one family as well, and it's just like yeah, super when, creepy at that point. Yeah, when Gina Davis says no, and this, this is when he's like, well then I'm gonna we're all going to be together. I'm gonna you know we'll all be we'll be the ultimate family. Yeah, we'll be together all the time. Um, now at this and point, Stathis um, shows Stathis up. shows up. Um, now he gets now, to the apartment first with a shotgun. huge mistake. He doesn't show up with a gun. He shows up with a case with parts for a gun. What's your plan if you walk in there with your case of of an unassembled firearm and the fly is right there? Show up with the assembled gun. No, 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 Please. no. Please, <laughs> it took him five seconds. Do it in the car. Just do it in the car. And go in with the gun. You're in the middle of nowhere. No one is going to see you. Bring, I applaud your overly cautious following of the law of not having a fully loaded and assembled gun in the car. I think we would all agree this is the one time it's okay to ignore that. No, I think he walks in and Seth is, uh, what's in, uh, time out. What's in the case? Yep. Well, no, hold on, hold on. Uh, as as men of of science and society, we of course, I just uh, need you to just hold on. I'm gonna no, but I'm I was show just, you what's in the case. I know, I'm but gonna I, show you. I, so hold on, I just need a few. Okay, seconds. but I just need. Okay, here we go. I'm opening the case. No, I see that, but I mean, why yep, would you? Hold on, hold on. There's, I'm not even sure. To be perfectly you know honest, you've been quite work, okay. The reveal, it's, it's hold on. I just gotta take the stock 
Stock kinda, of what? Are you taking a stock of situation? Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, you know, Oregon Trail. I'm just taking stock of the situation. Uh, oh, okay. Space Oregon bar. Trail. I love that game. I'm sizing it up anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to take yeah, the okay. barrel here. Barrel? And, uh, wait, wait, what barrel? How big is the barrel? It must be I a very Darryl? small barrel. Daryl? Daryl Hannah? Splash? Have you seen Splash? I Great am. Film. I love Splash. Tom Hanks Wait, is... She's the uh, mermaid. Oh, yes. She's the mermaid. John Candy. I love that. Oh, he's great. Also, great, she also great transitions great just like I have. Uh, you know, that's actually a really great point, and I'm just going to take these uh, bullets. Bullets? And, uh, ha-ha! <laughs> oh, you got me! Assembled my oh, gun in record time. <laughs> I should have, I should have realized. Yes. Barrel stock, of course. That makes so much sense now. I am a, I am a fool. That's right. And it, and I have the drop on you, sir. You have nothing to fight back with. No, no. You will raise that gun weakly and I will easily push it away. <laughs> Which happens. That. I love how that happens. And these scenes where, now, now the first one is warranted. He hits the guy in the hand with the, the fly ass and it dissolves it in a really bad special effect. Yeah, it yeah, hold yeah, up. yeah. That didn't That's fine. Why does he, I feel like this is just for funsies. He throws up on the guy's ankle just as like a, yeah. No, because his leg, he was trying to get use his leg to kick the gun back to him. Oh, oh, okay. That's and he, fair, and he cut his, okay. Yeah, so when he, so he's like dissolving the ankle. And then when he goes to dissolve her face, that's when Gina Davis says no. Um, they get into an argument. He tries to push her into the pod. This is when all the skin parts break away, and we see that, right. that great And he's now, he face. looks like a fly. Um, I will say the special effects are, to me, 50-50. Some of them Agreed. look really good. Yep, and some of them look really bad. Yeah, like when the skin is coming off, it looks very cheesy. It looks very fake. Uh, yep. But yeah, the fly yeah, itself looks pretty looks good, really and good. animatronics yeah. are pretty good. Um, so I, I agree with, I, I like that. He gets her into the pod. He gets into the his pod. Stathis, with one last ounce of oomph, shoots the cabling, um, which could have very well blown up the pod. He didn't know that. Yeah. I would have shot the computer, personally. I also, I feel like that would have probably done it, but he decides to shoot wires. Yeah. So, okay. Um, and then the, the fly, uh, Seth, starts to get out of the pod. Part of the pod and himself are teleported to that third one. And it, of course, does what it did initially, where it combines part of the pod and him, and he comes out, and he's just all screwed up. Gina Davis is the gun at this point. Um, He's crawling over to her. He he takes the gun, and he puts it up to his head, and she's like, I can't do it. And then she shoots him anyway, and the movie's over. It's it's a hard ending. I love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's such an odd ending that there's just no more resolution. Although they showed, I mean, you know Gina what? Davis is broken up and all that. But but then it, again, it kind of, it it kind kind of ended of the same way it started. Like it began. Yeah. yeah. It just cuts in and out of a scene. A literal slice of life. Yeah. <laughs> the slice is over. Yeah. So that's, that's the end of this one. Uh, normally we do some fun things like body count. Uh, the body count in this movie is one baboon that we see uh that's it uh, no one else dies in this movie seth well he's a fly at that point i i mean i guess you can count that fine well but, yes he's other than those two yeah that's yeah. it yep um, um there was no um do you usually i try, you try to try to beat the tagline uh what what is the tagline be afraid be very afraid that was one of the taglines uh something went wrong in the lab today very wrong is another one okay Help me, please help me. That's a weird one. 
half man, half insect, total terror. That's not bad. Sure. So um, I think- and a very long one where I think I don't, I never get these when they have really long taglines. There's a limit even to the imagination where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Dr. Seth Brundle is about to go beyond that limit and he's bringing you for the ride. That's way too long. Yeah, that's way too long. Um, I don't know if I could beat any of those taglines. They're pretty good. Uh, don't add us with a pretty fly for a white guy. That's, um, that's, that meme is so old. We yeah. don't, we don't need to hear Jeff Goldblum literally tweeted that out like two days ago. Did he? Yeah, he did. He did. Which I took as a vote for the fly, by the way. Okay, no, that that makes sense. Uh, um, so there we go. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a tagline. As far, I mean, usually I try and find like the science, like could something actually happen or something like that. All of it's pretty hokey in the begin with. Uh, no, I think we did it. We get a long one anyway. Uh, how about, uh, how about, how about something about, uh, if you only see one movie with Jeff Goldblum's naked ass this year, dot dot dot, mm-hmm. The Fly. Okay. Yeah. No. As as, as, as <laughs> got, my manager, you're telling me workshop it. You you got nothing. Nah, it's just uh, not enough naked Goldblum in your life. Go and watch. Oh no, I'm the I'm, fly. I'm I'm just saying if you only see one movie, yeah, no, I'm with naked that. Jeff Goldblum, make it be The Fly. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm trying to make a pun with house and fly, and it's just, it's not. Are you looking for a good scare? Teleport yourself to the theater this weekend. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Don't be a baboon and miss this movie. (laughs) You're actually coming up with halfway decent ones. (laughs) I'm not trying. Damn it. Uh, Way better. All right. I got another steak poem. We're going to cut all of this out because this went absolutely nowhere. Please, please, please cut this out. This is terrible. No, this is the stuff uh, that draws the men, Greg. Yeah, this is what everyone wants. Paul, it, it was is. this film still rad? Is this film still rad? I'm screwed up every time. I'm so torn on this. It's like it was creepy and it was and it was kooky and, and it's an interesting film. Um, I mean, I I guess if I, if I had to give it a score, I'd say, yeah, it's a rad. I mean... I don't know what it is, is halfway through the movie, I just, I didn't really care about the movie for some reason. And then by the time you kind of get to the very end part, when he kind of turns into the fly, it just, I don't know, like the whole idea of DNA resequencing causing genetic mutations. It's just, that's just not how DNA works. And I know that's, I know that's stupid to say in a horror movie. Um, here's the truth. But the reality is, is our DNA is full of junk. It never uses Um, tons of it um i mean what what is it i i guess we have like what's the old adage like we have more in common with uh with a grapefruit than a than a than a monkey or something like that yeah there's something there's something weird like that it's some fruit all sorts of stuff that we just don't it just as far as we can tell it's just noise yeah so i mean as far as like an entertaining movie yeah i guess it is And, and the special effects for the most part hold up um I don't think it says anything about society or anything like that. It just it's a it's a goofy, okay sci-fi movie. But um, I'll call it rad because it I, it wasn't bad. It just it wasn't it didn't knock my socks off. How about you, Greg? Okay. Uh, you know I am I am a sucker for um for Cronenberg and I love uh love a good body horror film and I I, I like this one. It's yeah. it's rad. I like it's. It's bare bones take on things. There's not a, there's like eight people in this entire movie. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The cast and, is ridiculously and, small, and five of them are like extras. Like, like this movie is so tight. It is so small. It definitely is aging to a point where I'm having a hard time saying it's a super great, amazing movie. When there's other movies that are similar to it that are also really great, it the effects are definitely starting to show their age. Uh, there's definitely some weird choices in this movie, but yes, yes, I'm, I, I definitely give this a rad. Definitely a great horror film if you've never seen it. Um, and definitely, I mean, it's still got uh, some of the body horror in it is still really, really effective. Yeah. Um, um you know, so what I, I would, I would, I would, I would give it a rad. You know, I would say is I, I, I have not, I've only seen parts of the original 1950s version. I'm going to guess that this is just more of an authentic retelling or retake of that film. But I, 50s movies always had like very small casts. They were shot on three sets and that was it, you know, for budget and, and production things. And, and as a cheap horror movie, The Fly would have been one of those like Little Shop or, or um, you know, The Man Without a Brain or something like that. Where it just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. two sets, five actors shot in three weeks. Uh, so I think if, if you look at it that way, I think that's kind of what Cronenberg kind of tried to recreate just in a more up-to-date graphic kind of manner. So uh, so I think in that regards, I think as a remake, it works. It's not one of these like, we've talked about the remakes that don't work, where it's just like you take the story in a completely different way. And you're almost like, what? why bother making the movie over at the um So it was interesting. So we think. I, I I will say there um before before we wrap yeah. this up there were a couple of interesting deleted scenes that came out of it um one is really really famous where um he took a, an alley cat and the surviving baboon and jammed them in the pod together and teleported them to see what would happen oh my god to to see if he could try to use the pod to like yeah clean himself up. And, um, of course, it's just, like, it co- It goes about as well as you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the creature attacks him, which is kind of cool, and he beats the thing to death with, like, a pipe, which is kind of cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I see why it was cut out. It, it wasn't It wasn't so great. Um, there's also, like, a super weird scene that was an epilogue, and, and it shows, um... Veronica and she's in bed with Staphis and they've been they've they've married and uh she awakens from a nightmare where she gave birth to the kid yep and and Staphis like reassures her like no 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 it's fine it's fine um and he so he he keeps telling her like the baby isn't even Seth's baby he's like it's it's my baby you don't have to worry about it because the timeline matches up when we were still seeing each other yeah like to the time so it's fine and then she goes back to sleep and the baby is like this weird like butterfly baby that like comes out of a cocoon and like flies away. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> they did the absolute right thing by cutting it. It's wow. really not good. Yeah. Um Yeah. So. Well, it, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad yeah that did, that didn't need to be in there. Yeah. That sounds bad. Yeah. It's 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 very dumb. But anyway, I think you were about to thank the two most important people yeah. this podcast knows about. Uh at Ter's Tale and of course our loyal, ever vigilant Mr. Bibbs. Um you you've just been through us through thick and thin. You've stuck with us, you continue to support us, and of course we always appreciate everything that you do. Um I do wanna say, um, we are going to be recording our Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. It yes, may, that's coming up next. It may come out a little after October, but we are going to do it for Horror Month. I did see at least on Facebook we get a lot of suggestions. Um, and uh, we sure did. I'll probably I'll probably put out one more call for suggestions. Yep. 
and then we'll um, we'll put them in a hat and and we'll just pull out the ones randomly and we'll do we'll do the ones we'll do four listener submitted episodes. I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Yep. Um, sounds good. And then uh, we'll get that out to you guys as well. So thank you very much for everything that you do. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that Instagram. fun stuff. Um, um, I, I had a lot of fun not too long ago. Uh, our last movie, Friday the 13th Part 4, I live tweeted it. And I had a lot of fun doing that. So I actually might try to do that in the future uh, when I watch movies is is live tweet them as I as I watch them. and Because we, we got a lot of good interactions over that. So, so um, I can cut this out later. Definitely tell me if you yes. want to do that at least a day ahead. And if I can be on, I'd love to do it together with you. I'm down with that. It, you know, it's just one of those things I just started doing it. Like I didn't, it wasn't a planned thing at all. Yep. I just kind of started doing it. Although but I am totally down with that. Uh, I wonder if we should do it. Se- I, I'm going to cut this out. I wonder if we should do it separately. So don't ruin stuff that we could be doing together on the podcast. Cause I don't read your tweets. And unless you're, yeah, yes, as long as you're not point. reading mine. Right. I'll let you on a secret. I barely read anybody's Twitter. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just I, I don't I, particularly like it. No. Um, we'll figure it out. This is something I do because I figured it might get us. No, no, no. I've done it a couple stuff. times, but for more modern movies. And right, yeah, I've right, gotten right. I've gotten a lot of people like commenting or, or listening back. So uh, cool, man. OK, uh, yeah, so well, cool. Yeah, it. the Twitter thing is cool. And uh, and that's it. I'm Paul. I'm Greg. Bye bye. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.